Tonight, federal investigators are looking for four bolts that were critical to securing the door plug that blew off the Atlanta, uh, the Alaska flight. Those bolts could lie at the center of the cause of that huge chunk ripping from the plane. It was flying at 16,000 feet and 177 people were on board. And what is incredibly disturbing about this, even now, is that the NTSB cannot say if the bolts were ever even installed on the plane in the first place. Tom Foreman is out front with this first report. An astonishing question raised by federal investigators. Could it be that the plug which burst free of that Alaska Airlines plane forcing an emergency landing was not properly locked into place? After all, the National Transportation Safety Board has the plane, the plug, and lots of other evidence, but... We have not yet recovered the four bolts uh, that restrain it from its vertical movement and we have not yet determined if they existed there. That will be determined when we take the plug to our lab in Washington, D.C. While such plugs are not normal doors, each can be opened somewhat like a door for maintenance, according to this website by a former 737 pilot. As it shows in this photo here, they, they hinge, uh, they open outwards and hinge downwards. Two bolts at the top and two at the bottom are supposed to prevent that, but the holes that would have held those bolts, aviation experts note, show no signs of tearing or stress. There's no apparent damage to the uh, to the inside frame. And both Alaska and United say their inspections of plugs after the incident revealed loose hardware on other Boeing 737 MAX 9s. Ed Pearson is a former Boeing employee turned sharp critic. It's completely unacceptable to leave uh, loose bolts or, or anything like that. So if one person makes a mistake, they might make a mistake on another plane and another plane. This is really disturbing. Four times in the past two months, pressurization warnings appeared on the jet involved. The last just a minute before the plug flew out, causing explosive depressurization. At least it wasn't cruising at 30,000 feet, says the chair of the National Transportation Safety Board. Folks don't have seatbelts on. Uh, they're going to uh, restrooms. The flight attendants are providing service to passengers. We could have end up with, ended up with something so much more tragic and we're really fortunate that that did not occur here. Authorities say nobody was actually seated right next to the part where this plane blew open this way, so there is that. But amid the seriousness of all of this, Boeing held a staff-wide safety meeting today in which the CEO pledged they would fully and transparently cooperate with all of the investigation. And he said, Boeing is acknowledging its mistake. But what exactly that mistake is, we don't yet know. Aaron? No, we don't. What a miracle no one was sitting in that seat. Yeah. Tom, thank you. As we learn those new details about the loose bolts found on MAX 9 Boeing planes, we're also hearing the remarkable story of a woman who was seated three rows in front of the huge hole in the Alaska flight when a teenage boy just jumped into the empty seat next to her. And this boy, his shirt was ripped off from the force of the wind. The boy had been sitting at the window seat just in front of the door plug when it blew out of the plane. And that passenger... Kelly Bartlett is out front now. And Kelly, I really appreciate your, your being willing to talk to me and, and, and relive this uh, extremely traumatic experience that you had. Um, but this moment is incredible. You hear this extremely loud boom. A chunk is ripped from the plane. You're sitting just in front of it. So maybe you're trying to figure out what happened and this teenage boy jumps into the seat next to you 
his shirt's off, ripped off. I mean, can you tell me more about exactly what happened? Yeah, it was crazy. It was just so scary when it happened because you just hear that loud noise um, and then the plane filled with wind and the masks dropped and it was just something you don't want to be experiencing on flight. So it was chaos for a few minutes while everyone was putting their masks on and you know something's wrong, but you don't know exactly what. We didn't know how serious it was. Like I said, I was sitting in front of the hole, so it was behind me and I didn't know what was happening. And so it wasn't until later that we started putting all these pieces together to figure out why this person had jumped into the empty seat, why he had no shirt on, and what had been happening. So it was definitely a scary moment. I, I mean, so the, this, this kid, a teenager, jumps in next to you, his shirt's ripped off. I mean, at this point, I mean, you're, you become even more terrified, right, as you're trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, one can only imagine. And then, Kelly, though, you do something, um, incredible presence of mind, but also giving all of us an, just a, a brief moment of understanding what you were going through. It was so loud that you couldn't hear a thing, even if you were screaming. I mean, just, I don't know, for some reason that brings this alive to me. Uh, and so you take your phone and use the Notes app to communicate with the teenager. Um, it's, so right. you're, you're basically yeah. writing to him. So tell me about that. Yes. Well, I mean, I kind of wanted to figure out what was going on. And when I looked over my shoulder, I saw a hole in the wall. And from my view, the seats were obstructing the bottom part of the wall. So I only could see the top. And I thought it was just the window. So I thought just the window had blown out. And um, I figured that was where he came from. And I asked him on my note, because like you said, we couldn't talk. We had our masks on, plus the plane was very loud. So I asked him, are you hurt? Because I assumed that was where he came from. And I said, were you sitting there? And just through a little bit of chat, it wasn't much at all. But he told me that he was okay physically. I was worried. I was really worried. Um, but he told me he was okay physically. We kind of gave each other a thumbs up to, to let, let each other know that it was okay for the moment. I mean, we were safe. We were buckled in. We had our masks on. And at that point, there was nothing else to do. It was really great that he got, he and his mom got away from that row and had other places to sit for the descent. I mean, it's incredible. You know, you, as you share, he wrote, that was unbelievable. My name is Jack, by the way. Thanks for your kindness. I mean, showing in him an incredible presence of mind to be able to yeah. respond yeah, to was, you in that was, moment. I mean, he almost died. His shirt was ripped off. And the Seattle Times spoke exclusively with his mother. And she tells them uh, that she saw his seat twisting backward toward the hole. She saw his seat headrest mm -hmm. ripped off and sucked off into the void. She sees her son's arms jerked mm -hmm. upwards. So she, I mean, she could think her child's about to be sucked out of the plane. And then she tells him she reached over. She grabbed his body. She's pulling him towards her, uh, filled with yeah. adrenaline as I've ever been in my life. I mean, I'm sure she struggles to even find the words that this is, yeah, this is what had just happened. Yeah. Right. I, I know. And I couldn't imagine being in that situation. That's why I didn't write very much and he didn't either because honestly, our adrenaline was both so high. It was super scary. Um, nobody could really find the right words. There just really are no adequate words to describe, you know, the terror that you're feeling. And I cannot imagine what his mom must have been feeling like in that moment. So, oh. I mean, I was just glad to know that he was safe. His mom was safe seated and we just needed to get back down on the ground. That was it. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. Thank you.